What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here chatting with a much cooler person, much more interesting person than just that little fun fact. And today, we've got a very exciting episode. One of my guilty pleasures during the pandemic, and it's not even like I'm guilty of it. Like, I don't really care what you think. I love reality television, and I love Netflix reality television. I think The Bachelorette, Katie season, who is going to be the best the best season, uh, her, her season starts on Monday. But Netflix reality television, whether it was Too Hot to Handle or season one of The Circle, or now, in this case, we have a season two contestant, season two finalist joining this week's episode. That's right, Lee, a.k.a. River, better known as Lee Swift to his friends, is joining today's episode. So a monster interview coming on this week so excited to share this with you guys it was so interesting just to hear the ins and outs of lee's experience on the circle um i don't want to give too much away before we jump into the interview but he did go on and play a catfish and i think some interesting dynamics as i think there's obviously a very negative connotation to the word catfish because of the show catfish and other things but i think this the interesting thing about the circle is you know that they're a catfish right away because you watch them play that catfish throughout the entire game. So very fun, exciting interview, a wonderful, wonderful human being. Like I really think, I hope I'm one of his besties now, as he would say. Anyways, without further ado, here is the one and only Lee Swift. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everybody, we have a very special guest joining the show this week. Coming to Normal Guy Lazy Eye is the one and only Lee Swift. Lee, a.k.a. River, is a finalist on season two of The Circle, the hit Netflix game show where status and strategy collide in this social experiment where online players flirt, befriend, and catfish their way towards $100,000. Today, we have the original Catfish. Lee, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I I, I want to get in a little bit pre-circle Lee Swift, but before we do that, season two just wrapped up. You know, all the, all the episodes are available on Netflix for those that are watching it now and listening to it today. There will be some spoilers in today's episode, so I don't want to make anyone upset but what have those past what have the past few weeks been like for you once the show is now aired in its entirety on netflix um wild absolutely <laughs> wild i mean i had 109 i think uh instagram followers and now i have 116,000, and that's in like what five six weeks five weeks i can't remember not very long right and uh, you know tiktok i didn't have any and i have like twenty seven thousand and so yeah, it's a very strange world I'm in, but I'm enjoying every bit of it. As you say, you kind of like, uh, you know, fuel to the fire right away. Everything's kind of blown up right away and you're kind of jumping into the deep end. How has it been kind of moving to this like new, I, I don't want to say new life, but this like n- new, I guess, new career you got kind of going on the side here? Yeah, great question. Um, social media was something that I was actually a little fearful of. I was a lurker, never a... Uh, a participator. Uh, I would see a few like podcasts. I'd listen to a podcast or two. I'd go on Instagram, watch a few little stories, but not much really, not really didn't consume it much. 
and uh, and definitely didn't participate. I did have a Facebook account and I had a Twitter account, and I used those primarily as here's here's my new book, go buy my new book. You know, not really engaging uh, very much. I do have some readers that are really hardcore readers over on Facebook that we have a private group. But other than that, really not much at all. So I was fearful of being this exposed and this public. But after being on the show, I realized something. I was like a, a, an aha moment. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, wait, you can really connect with people on a real level through social media. I mean, yes, there's people you're not going to connect with. There's also going to be people that perhaps don't really get you and uh, may even uh, go after you. But that's such a minor part of what I've been experiencing. I've been getting direct messages from kids all over the world that have come out because of me being on the show and parents saying, hey, my kid has come out to me, thank you. Older people saying, I gave up on my dreams, but seeing you go after this new show, now I'm gonna do my dreams again. And so um, that's been an incredible experience. So that would be the big change, I would say. I love and, that. Uh, I've, I'm officially an influencer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not just from the show. It's a real deal now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the blue check marks. Wow. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's get a little bit, let's get to know a little bit about Lee uh, before the circle. You were born in Monnet, Missouri, but kind of grew up all around. Um, your, your dad was in the Air Force. What was life like in the Swift household kind of growing up? And when did you really start to find your knack for writing? Um, yeah, I think part of the writing was because we did move around so much. My dad was in the military and, you know, we were always somewhere different. Um, my, uh, the big writing happened with my sister who, um, she, she was about not a little less than a year younger than me. Mm. And we started writing. And I think maybe because we were best friends because we moved around so much, you know, making friends at other schools and stuff. But when we were adults, we uh, she was a, um, a licensed counselor, and we started writing screenplays and plays. And we had a we had done pretty well actually. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck had a competition called Project Greenlight years ago. We mm -hmm. had moved up in that. We went to South by Southwest in Austin. Met uh, was in a competition there. Had placed in a screenwriting uh competition and met some pretty big movers and shakers we were going to go out to la we had some meetings already scheduled but unfortunately just three months after we had done south by southwest she was diagnosed with cancer and i lost her to cancer mm -hmm. so i stopped writing after uh after because i was a collaborator and i didn't write anything screenplays or plays or otherwise and uh and then i and i got my corporate job i was working on my corporate job and I met Shayla Black, who's a New York Times bestselling author. Now, she wasn't then. And she, but we would talk every week. We'd go to lunch and talk about writing because she was a writer as well. Right. She goes, you got to get writing again. She was, she was relentless. And uh, finally, I, she said, uh, you need to write an erotic romance for women. That's a hot genre right now. I said, I'm a gay guy. What would I know about <laughs> erotic romance for women? Right. She said, write the, write the damn thing. So I wrote it and it sold right and uh that's where that all started but what's really kind of happening jared is i'm kind of going back to uh, screenwriting and and um playwriting because uh novelists being a novelist was never it kind of fell into it and i may i've made a living at it but um with this new platform that netflix thank god has given me 
I'm kind of wanting to go back into where my first love was. So mm -hmm. that's, I'm working on a project with a producer friend of mine, Gina Goff, who did, a, who just had a film come out called Senior Moment that William Shatner and uh, Christopher Lloyd and Gene Smart were in. And so I'm, I'm working with her. She's optioned some of my stuff before, but I'm trying to work with her to come up with something to pitch to Netflix. So fingers crossed. <laughs> that's we might happens. see you back on the well, on the small screen as the saying goes right hey let's do it let's do it <laughs> i love it i love it so uh you know you've talked a little bit about the novels that you've written and it's under more that pseudonym right chris and is it like and, and this might be a dumb question but like wh why choose to write under the pseudonym was it because of the genre that you were writing or was it like there was a completely different side and then i guess the the kind of a different question to that is now that Lee Swift is out in front of the entire world on this show, do you see yourself like in these screenwrites that you're writing more returning to like, hey, this is under my real name? So I was talking about that first book that I had published. Mm -hmm. um, that, that book is with the publisher and I signed a contract. The publisher decided on the pen name. Oh. I have 39, 39 books that you do not know that, that I've written that I am not, I'm contractually not allowed to share that pen name. Right. So that is why the pen name came into being. The Chris Cook pen name came into being because I was, I was trying to differentiate from that first pen name. And also um, I was writing, I wrote a thriller under my real name, Lee Swift. So Chris Cook was like, okay, I'm going to do romance, but I'm going to do kind of a different kind of romance. And I started doing gay romance. It also has some other things, but I was trying to differentiate. But now it's now all those books, I, I, I've worked on getting all those retitled. I mean, re, yeah, recovered. And uh, Lee Swift is on there writing as Chris Cook. But the first pen name happened because the publisher wanted it to happen. They wanted a female name, which is kind of uh, bizarre because in Victorian times, when women wrote, they always gave them a male pen name. Right. So it's kind of kind of a reversal here uh, a few years ago. That's yeah, it's interesting. It might I don't know if like I mean it's very new to me, so I have no idea. But I have to figure it has to do with like I don't know, and this is like completely uh, like opinion, but like maybe men don't know how to write that type of stuff. Like that's the you know that's the idea maybe. I think that's the idea, and then other reasons people use pen names is like I was just saying, differentiating different genres. Okay, I'm going to write uh historical uh thrillers i'm gonna write it under this name and and all these other names right. at one time i had i think four pen names going and i've like i'm not doing that anymore it's too much work you have to have a website for each pen name you have to have email for each pen it was way too much work so i, I was gonna say i, I think like, i've seen that criminal minds episode where the guy had too many names <laughs> <laughs> yes yes exactly I love it. So let's let's move to the show, right? I think there's plenty to talk about here. Uh, if you haven't watched The Circle, it's time to get out from under that rock that you're living on and go check it out. Lee, you came in as an original member of the season. And what I mean by that is one of the first few people in the, we'll call it apartment complex. Uh, and it, sound, it right away, it felt like you had a game plan. You were locked in, ready to go. But let's talk a little bit about how did Lee Swift even get to walking into that door on the circle? Like, wh where did this come from? Um, well, we were in lockdown in 2020. It was March. My niece and nephew, I hadn't seen them because we, 
you know, I was used to seeing them every weekend, go see their kids. And uh, they said, they called me and said, hey, there's this show on Netflix called The Circle, which it was season one. Mm -hmm. We need to watch it. So we would watch it, uh, an episode, and then we'd Zoom and talk about it and just laugh and have fun. And we fell in love with all the characters and I just fell in love with all of them. And then come June, I, they, um, something popped in, something I was looking at, you know how it does when you're searching the internet. And it said, the circle is casting for the next season. And I thought, why not? I'm a big fan of reality TV, a huge fan of this show. Netflix is behind it. Let's do it. So yeah. I filled out all this, this stuff online that they have. By the way, they're casting right now, if people are interested. There you uh, go. It's the circle, the circlecasting.com. Go to that and do what I did. You might get on the show. <laughs> I, I filled out all this stuff. It was very lengthy about, and it really dives into who you are and what you're about. And, you know, they ask about your strategy. That's when I determined to go in as a catfish and why. And so it's a pretty lengthy uh, form. And so I sent that on and then the next thing popped up, Hey, we need a video. And I was like, I'm done. I was doing this for fun. And I'm, I've already spent, you know, X amount of time on this. Right. I'm done. Right. So I put it aside and I started getting emails and I thought, Oh, this, that's just robot. That's, you know, Hey, finish, please finish your application. And um, in July, it was about six weeks later, I get another email and, it, and I can tell this is, from a person, not a robot. It was like, please, Lee, we're really interested. Yeah. So I thought, oh, what's I, I thought, well, I still didn't believe anything would happen. Grabbed my phone, five minutes of video, sent it up, and the next morning I got a call, and the casting, the rest of the casting process started. Wow. But, uh, that's that's how it all went down. So I guess you should. I guess moral of the story there is read your emails. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love that. But so like you mentioned, one of the people that you consulted before actually going on to the show was your 20 year old niece and kind of getting a little bit more acclimated for someone who had a hundred social media followers to more of this, like, I guess, like tips and tricks on how to play the game. What, what, what was like the kind of game plan or tips and tricks that she gave you going into the circle? I haven't watched the show. You had some idea, but what was some of the advice she gave you? Well, her advice was, it was less about the game. She had watched it, but it was more about, I wanted to understand um, the lingo online. Yeah. You know, how do, how do people, you know, and so she went, we had pages of things, you know, um, that she kept, she was giving me. The problem was she thought I would at least know the very basics like YOLO and FOMO. <laughs> and I had, I had no idea of those at all. She gave me, she went into the weeds about all kinds of things, OOTD, outfit of the day, and I can't remember all of them. And, uh, and some of those did come up, but really the, the thirsty, I remember she did put thirsty down, which I didn't know what that meant. Right. <laughs> so, oh but, my but goodness. The big, the, <laughs> she gave you everything. <laughs> she, she, I had pay, I had like four pages of, of all kinds of sayings and stuff. And I had really watched them and read them and everything. But again, YOLO, FOMO, I can't remember. There's two or three that, that uh, came up and I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. The funny thing was in, in Bryant's, um, in his uh, profile, right. he had hashtag triplet. Well, I thought, is that a saying? No, he really is a triplet. Because <laughs> I thought- It can't be the most basic form. <laughs> 
know. Oh, crazy, man. crazy. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. So, for those that don't know, you entered the show not as Lee Swift, the 58 year old from Dallas, Texas, but rather River, a 24 year old uh, from a small town in Texas, coming off of a relationship with a man and kind of being that heartbroken uh, young gay individual, right? Like, you and River is a real person. For those that don't know, he his his real name isn't River. But did you have these sort of conversations with the real River in in terms of like creating this character? What were those like? Um, when his name is Doke Rap, you can follow him on Instagram. It's Avengers underscore Assemble twenty one. Great it. cool handle. He he's so cool. Um. Yeah, River, River's a straight guy. He's an actor. I met him through a photographer friend of mine. Uh, River's a uh, river. Doke's been uh, acting since, I, gosh, since he was a kid. He actually teaches acting now and, and for kids. Um, but that's his aspirations. I told him about the show. He had never seen it. And, oh, wow. But he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do, that's cool. He, he really didn't understand um, how much it was going <laughs> to blow up for him. <laughs> Which it did. I mean, it is. Why well, not just did, but still is. Um, he's getting. I mean, I think he's got seventeen thousand followers, something like that now. Um, and you know, he started. I think he had eight hundred before. But anyway, uh, no, I really did. I told him that I was going to use his photograph and sort of his cool vibe. But I really was creating the character for, as I do as a writer. I I do deep dives into creating characters. I know their favorite color. I know. I know things only about 10% will get to the page, but I know, and maybe that's, maybe I'm a frustrated actor. I know everything about their backstory, everything. And I did with river as well. And, and uh, what I ended up learning as I got in the game is a lot of me was in (laughs) river because I had a guy cheat on me when I was, uh, you know, 24, right before I met my husband and all kinds of things, similarities. So, um, it's it's interesting that uh, how it how it developed. I was gonna say it kind of almost feels like it was a little bit easier than to play that catfish role as you're just hiding behind maybe more pictures, but really the words on the screen were coming out as Lee, you know, 24 years ago, whatever, right? But it's just coming out as River, the the guy behind the picture. Yeah, I guess that's right. I mean, for me, it was kind of cool that I got to. You know, I came out a long, long time ago right. in the 80s, and now I kind of got to experience coming out in 2021. And while there's lots of work still to be done for LGBTQIA plus issues, um, it is a better, you know, things are better. Things have improved. Um, we can't stop because there's still a lot of marginalization of of people, but it was it was fascinating, and it it was like a non-issue with all my other contestant friends, you know. Yeah. So that was cool. It was a cool experience for me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what was that first day like? I mean, from the like from the viewers' perspective, we see you guys walk in with your suitcases, and you're like, you're obviously all excited. But like, what did you get any like prep time from the producers, or was it like here you are, and we're like recording starts tomorrow or whatever? You know what I mean? Um. We when when I went in, yeah, there wasn't really. <laughs> it's kind of like you know a little. Right before I went in, I was behind. They were very careful about COVID. I was behind glass, and everybody right. else they were all masked and everything. Um, 
and they said, you know, they already knew that I understood the game, but there was a couple little things, you know, hey, be sure to don't your internal dialogue, say it out loud. Don't don't say it, you know, don't think it. Whatever you're thinking, say it out loud because that's right. how it worked. A couple things like that, and that was it. And in I walked, and away it went, you know. And I walked in, and there's 20 cameras, you know, everywhere. It was bizarre. But what's funny is that within a very short amount of time, I forgot. I mean, I, I would say an hour or probably no more than an hour, I forgot about the cameras, you know. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to them. So right. it was pretty fun that that way. And so, again, for those that don't know about the show, the only way that you're able to communicate with the other contestants on the show is through this platform of the circle. It's all, you know, texting and viewing other players' profiles, much like we would do on a cell phone, right? But, like, what was going through your head when these all these new contestants are popping up on the screen? Like, like, are you immediately thinking, here are the people that I need to befriend? Oh, this person looks interesting. Were you just kind of, like, blown away by the whole thing going on? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm trying to remember. I, I think I was just vibrating completely <laughs> with excitement. Right. Um, but I did. I remember um, I saw that Tara Alicia was from Dallas. So I thought, oh, OK, that's a good one. And then I saw that Courtney was LGBTQ. And so I went, OK, there's another. I was looking for similarities that I could, you know, hang my hat on and try to right. pull these people in. Um some things changed as you get to know people, but yeah, that I was definitely looking for how can I connect? How can I form a bond? Because my whole strategy going in was I wanted to stay in the middle and I wanted to find two powerful players that I could, that could be sort of shields for me to be in an alliance. And so that became the Kardashians, you know, which uh, that was Courtney and Chloe. Yeah. Um, that, that was, yeah, <laughs> that was definitely my strategy. And, and I did execute on that. But uh, yeah, when I first went in, I, I did, it was really the profile more than the chat. Because we actually had the chat before we saw the profiles, which was different than season one, mm-hmm. um, I believe. I'm, I'm trying to remember. But um, yeah, I, w- I was looking at it saying, okay, how can I connect? Who's is going to work and uh, that's and then you keep you know you're you're in game it's a it's a it's a very high pressure game and you're constantly thinking and reassessing and so i was doing that 24 7 really yeah and i think you're exactly right like the game plan that you had going in worked like a t uh i think obviously though the show had to have its curveballs and whether it was new contestants entering the show as others got blocked as the saying goes or secret influencers the joker what do you think was like the biggest i think i know the answer here because i know what happens in the show what was the biggest kind of curveball that got thrown your way that you're like this is this is going to be not this will be detrimental to my game plan um when they (laughs) when we had the uh um the quiz <laughs> that because a hundred problems for JC, I was sure I believed that's it. I'm over. I'm ready to go pack my stuff because <laughs> I'm found out, you know, the, the plus side. Is, <laughs> I mean, I really did. I thought I'll, I'll be honest. I thought that's it. Okay. Pop culture just got me, you know? And, uh, but I think what happened talking to some of the other players is they really thought the river character that I created, they, they thought it was believable that he wouldn't know that, you know, that would, he's kind of quirky. He's kind of odd. 
he might not know that and he's and he's younger you know he's 24 so right uh, i i think i sl- i skated by i probably shouldn't have except for i think trevor aka delisa her little antennas were up everybody else i think uh i had fooled i think uh, yeah you know? like you could tell some of the like if you're if you watch the show and i'm sure you kind of watched it back but like some of the contestants were starting to pick up but not to the point where there were some other catfish that you know played opposite sexes i think that's where those catfishes get found pretty quickly is the opposite sex because you know, in Emily's case, when she had to do a makeup on a mannequin, it was like dead giveaway, right? So it's like, I think to your point, and going back to what you said earlier, kind of playing just a younger version of yourself with these pictures that aren't you, but you're still kind of playing the game as yourself. It kind of worked in your favor. Yeah, I, you know, I've thought about the gender, uh, because I considered that actually going in with a different gender. But I think part of that, there is a little problem with that because we all have these uh, norms, gender norms that we all think, hey, why couldn't a guy know makeup? And why couldn't a girl know sports? And so I think in future episodes, people may be reconsidering that gender normative thinking, you know, the stereotypes that we have. But I do think if you're going to, like, for instance, Emily, you know, she every picture she she was made up really nice right you know she so, was a queen so of makeup that, that, <laughs> yeah. yeah so they didn't quite work with jack's poor but other than that i think he was playing a pretty good pretty good game i think it could work with the right person you know grabbing that uh in fact in in season one um seaburn played rebecca and he went i don't know if you've seen it and he went the whole way you know he so went, i think it's very he played it perfect very doable Oh yeah, he played it perfectly. And then look at the win- I mean, spoiler: our winner did they did a gender reversal? Now she did. It was her husband, and it was his girlfriend at the time. So maybe that's it. Maybe if you're going to play the other gender, it needs to be somebody close to you that you know, so that there can be layers to the story. That's the one thing about as a writer, uh, and I knew that I had to do that with River. Is you have to have layers of things underneath. Because if you're very vague with your answers or very one-dimensional or two-dimensional with your answers, it's people are going to pick up on it. But if you have you have a little history, you have a little, um, you know, opinions about certain things, I think that makes you more believable. I completely agree. That's Yeah. So uh, another aspect that I loved about the show while watching your character specifically was your quote-unquote catfish radar. Because here you were the og catfish you know you have a career of catfishing but you just could not get the catfishes out and we're like pick them out of a hat most notably i think i'd be remiss not to ask you thought lance bass was for sure in the circle with you correct i did i thought it was the real per- i was the only person i think that thought lance was real and <laughs> and just to to make my case i know it's foolish but here's my case I knew I'd been a fan of Lance Bass. I knew he liked reality TV. Right. I knew that we were all in lockdown at the time of the filming. So he probably didn't have a lot going on. I knew that the circles um, was a very short amount of time compared to other reality show commitments. So I thought, okay, that works. And I knew that Netflix could not use his image without his approval. Right. The missing link was it could be somebody he knows right <laughs> you know, like the big was, like that's missing <laughs> it was it was huge 
and there were other clues like when Lance, aka Lisa, said that was going to use the money to help fund a tour for instinct I, I mean there were there were clues that right. i just was ignoring i felt like <laughs> my Lisa big missed was, the ball there like it could like you like easily just said charity and i think you definitely would have been bought in right away like <laughs> oh yeah yeah i would have bought that i talked to lisa about that i think the thing the problem that she had is there was a little bit of a moral compass because she was like lance would definitely do it for charity but lisa the real player would she's you know she's not a, a rich person she would have kept the money so she she had a little problem saying that i was like well you need to commit but yeah well. right. but the other thing is i wanted lance to go all the way because i wanted i knew if we got to the end nobody would vote for him that's one less person i have to work beat you know so that was my my strategy there as far as strategy but yeah there i was fangirling yeah there you I was fangirling. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, but the strategy piece right there at the end—if you had Lance stay the whole time, no shot—they would pick him. Like, you know, the other contestants would pick him as the winner because at some point you're like, "Well, I could use the hundred grand, <laughs> right?" Yeah, so, yeah. I love that. Who would you say then, catfish or not, was the was the biggest surprise uh, that you like that you got to meet, whether it was a real person or not? Maybe you thought it was a catfish and they were real. Like, who was your biggest surprise? Um, at the final uh, dinner meeting, John, because I really thought John was real. I really believed John was real um, because I, I, you know, I had no clue they would bring back Lisa and Jack. You know, which I think was a genius move. And I just really felt, I mean, John and I had several conversations and maybe it's because I'm older and I was like, need, I was like, I need a contemporary in here that even though he won't know he's, he's my contemporary, right. you know, I thought that would feel good, you know, but uh, yeah, John shocked me. I was shocked by John. Really. That's, that was, that was the ultimate curveball at the end. I was like, perfect. These two are perfect. They're meant yeah. for each other. <laughs> Awesome. it's so funny it's like comic relief every time they come on the screen you start mm -hmm. laughing because he's so tall she's short you know just different vibes it was great great i loved it uh kind of something that kind of a little bit off topic though like how would you kill time in the circle like i mean we see the show as like everything's happening all at once but obviously there are times where the cameras aren't you know aren't focused on everything and even like in season one we got to see more of like Joey on the on the jacuzzi in the jacuzzi like and we would see sometimes some of the contestants going to the gym doing yoga but like how did you kill time specifically in the circle well I did go to the roof where the jacuzzi was I I every day I'd ask the producers I'd like to go to the rooftop because I wanted fresh air I wanted to get out of the apartment yeah you know you're by yourself and you're just like I want some fresh air um and they let me do that quite often but they have to share it you know there's only so much time and everything um I if you notice i drew i i did like um kindergarten crafts <laughs> the whole yeah. time yeah i made ducks and paper ducks and i made uh, all kinds of things drawings and stuff like that so yeah that's been that's what i did and the reason i did it was because i wanted to stay focused on the my other players and the game and so if you notice on the screen all our screens there'll there'll be times when all the faces are on there but then there's times when it's just the circle. And so I, that first time I realized, oh, their faces aren't going to be on the screen all the time. I started drawing them and putting them up. And that was how that all got started. And it just continued, it just snowballed into 
you know, crafts with Lee. <laughs> I love it. I love that part. I think what kind of blew my mind and what I find so fascinating is like the amount of notes that you guys take during the game. Like, obviously you have to keep notes because how else would you remember that, you know, what happened yesterday or even like two days ago, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So it's like, you know, it, the point of the game is to befriend these people so that they vote for you. You have to remember these certain things. Like how much note taking did you guys actually do? I think we see a lot in the show, but I think it doesn't kind of, you know, encompass everything that you guys are doing. Yeah. I, uh, I know some of the others took very copious notes more than I did, but I, mine was really more uh, visual. I'm more, believe it or not, even as a writer, I'm more of a visual person. And so that's why I drew all those things and made all the, you know, I had ducks and catfish in the bathroom and I had suns and storm clouds in the bedroom. And, um, and then I would write things on there. I had a whiteboard that I would write things on. Um, but yeah, you're constantly in the game thinking, Hey, in this chat, Chloe said this to Trevor. Okay, that means they're more aligned. I need to break that up if I can or figure out how to wedge through that. Uh, so you're constantly paying attention to every little uh, thing and making making uh, decisions, you know, about the smallest of phrases. For instance, when Mitchell and Kat came in in that first group chat, I said, and I don't think this even got aired, I said something about, Oh, I welcome you two beautiful people. And, and just because I was, I like the energy and they are very good looking people too. Right. Mitchell immediately said something about, you know, Hey, uh, thank you for welcoming me, but you know, I, I want to be body positive. It doesn't matter how somebody looks. And it was, and so I was like, Oh, he's kind of slamming my comment, which he wasn't, but right. that's how you're really getting down into the minutia about what everything means and the, the subtext behind things. And so it's uh it's, it's a crazy game. Well, it's crazy. Cause like, I, I mean, like my 65 year old dad will always say you can never understand anyone's uh, intentions or like the personality behind a text message. So just call them. Like don't, don't get in fights over text. Don't get in serious conversations over text. Literally, that's the whole point of the game. <laughs> and like, that's what is so crazy. Cause after each individual message that you guys would send, you would get two or three contestants being like, oh, wait a minute. What do they actually mean by this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we all do that. I mean, we all, your dad is correct. I think, I think being in person, you get body language, all right. kind, you know, voice, you get, you get tone of voice. But we're all living on text message. I mean, you know, uh, the, the bulk of our conversations and communications is via text. So we got to get better at at this skill without all those other cues that we're used to. Um, but yeah, I, it was funny watching it back. And because, you know, I didn't know what was, I was watching it with you guys because, you know, seeing Courtney say something after he sent a text, I didn't, I didn't hear him. When, when it happened, I just saw the text. So you're right. like, oh, okay, there's more behind this, you know? Right. So I, I, th I think if it teaches us anything is uh, to give people a little bit more, because we're going to communicate via text. But your dad is right. The <laughs> phone is, but we're not going to do it. We're just, right. we don't have the time. We want to do it quick. But if you feel like something, you might have another meaning or you, you're getting a little bristled, go ahead and follow up with another text saying, Hey, I want to understand what you're saying. I think that's what we should learn out of the circle. Really? 
it's interesting you say that and like it's funny that you went back and watched the show as it as it was aired because i have to think like whether it's you or other contestants that went back and watched you're like oh my gosh like this is what they actually meant by this message like i was completely thrown off or like wow i had no idea this is their thought process before sending this type of message like i was just this is what i was thinking right right exactly and uh, an example of that is we talked about it, Lisa saying um, Lance would, uh, he, if he got the money, he was going to fund the, the uh, uh, concert, the reunion yeah. concert with uh, NSYNC. Well, she said, I don't know if you caught it, she said it, it was a joke, but she didn't say ha-ha. She didn't have any emojis or anything. Right, she it was like said that, but she, right. And, and she assumed we'd all go, oh, well, that's so funny none of us did we thought what you know so so it is things can get misconstrued very easily i i agree and i think the biggest thing that i was like this is the complete like uh, such a disadvantage to everybody else except for who it was was the joker i mean i literally was sitting on my couch watching this show getting angry because i'm like this person's he's going to win. He or she's going to win. Like, there's no way this person can get away with saying all these crazy things about everybody. And man, did this Joker have a game plan? Holy cow. Like, like when that got put out that there's this secret identity spilling, spilling tea, we'll use this person's favorite phrase. Like, yeah. whoa. I mean, I was angry. And I'm not even, I'm not even on the, the, you know, on the contestant list to win on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he played it so well. I mean, he did eventually get kind of revealed because of his other power of being able to pick the next influencer and everybody kind of put two and two together that who he had to be. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a it was a twisty. uh, It was quite the twist, to be honest. Not a season one thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I think he played it well. I mean, I was thinking about the Joker power and I was thinking, you know, wouldn't it have been interesting to be the Joker? And when you were talking to the two new players, Kat and Mitchell, you just said, hey, I'm I'm if I was the Joker. Hey, guys, I can be anonymous, but I'm River and I'm going to tell you, you know, and just be forward about it. Just boom. This is who I am. And um and see what happens there, you know, and I'm just, I want you guys to come in and have a chance. And then you get them as a bond. Courtney's decision was to, hey, kind of lock and load and make them a weapon, you know, and uh, so it's just different ways to do it. I mean, there's, it's interesting. It was an interesting power for sure. And it's so funny you say that because as as you were telling that, like, this is how I think River would play the Joker. I was like, yeah, if if, like, we were literally sitting there like, well, what if River was the Joker? What if, what if Chloe was the Joker? That's exactly how River would play the Joker. Hey, it's River. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hey, welcome to the party. Yeah, like, this is my, this is my profile picture for 30 seconds, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is me. Yeah, I would do that. I, I know. And and who knows, that might have pulled Kat and Mitchell in as allies right away. You know, if you if, if I mean, it's just a different way to play it. I, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of ways to spin the Joker. I hope they bring it back because it is kind of fun. But boy, it's powerful. It was like I, I thought it was almost like too powerful. I It was crazy. It was yeah. wild. But yeah. uh, so part of the final episode after the last votes were casted to whoever was going to win, you got to meet the remaining finalists face to face. Like, 
you said who surprised you the most and that was john aka jack and lisa which again like come on i knew that right like i said i knew right away obviously i watched the show i knew who it was gonna be but who do you think you just threw for a loop right away when they saw you uh probably courtney and chloe both i i don't think they either one of them had a clue at all I mean, in fact, I've talked to him. I know they didn't have a clue. <laughs> so I think Courtney said there was a couple things that I said that for a minute he thought about it, but he didn't care because I was an ally. Uh, but I think I think they were both kind of shocked, you know? Yeah, and I think, like, not only would you, like, I would have been shocked that that wasn't River, but I think just the person that played River is even, like, more of a, a shock. Because, like, if we look back at season one, the contestants are all pretty much the same age, pretty much the same like demographic, et cetera. And here you are, not only did you play in an unbelievable game, but you played it, I mean, as a completely different person. So that might like had to have thrown them and like, that was not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, I think so. And, and actually Jack and Lisa, I don't, I don't think they suspected either. I, I think I've talked to them about that. Uh, Delisa had, there was, Delisa and I both, we're picking up on each other. I was getting oh. catfish vibes for her, and she, and I wanted I wanted to get Trevor, aka Delisa, out because I knew that Trevor was way too close to Chloe, and I was like, no, I can't do that. But I never. I only had one opportunity. Well, actually, I did have a second opportunity, and I took out Mitchell. But uh, I just never found that moment. You know, I. I kept trying to submarine Trevor, like in the anonymous thing um, at you. I think it, it was called. I said, hey, yeah. how does it feel playing a catfish uh, in the circle? You know, I just went right for her. Yeah. And uh, and then she knew she I mean, she she played so well. She had a real good inkling that it was me. So she comes back to make me feel guilty. So it was fun. I mean, oh, it was fun playing against her. She was awesome. And you have to think like, I don't, not only do I, I don't know if like if Trevor getting knocked off would have led Chloe to win the game again, spoiler alerts. So sorry. But uh, I think if, if Trevor left the game, the whole final three would have been completely different because like, I don't think people would be like, Oh, I have to keep, like, I have to keep Trevor because of Chloe and vice versa. Like, I think the whole game would have shifted. Yeah, you think about it. Only five people are voting in that final thing, and and uh, yeah, it would have completely shifted. Um, I think, I think everybody. Well, I think all five of us had a chance to win because mm-hmm. I think John could have won if everybody had voted strategically, thinking, "Oh, nobody's going to vote for John," and so everybody puts John at the top. Right. So John could have won, you know, and and it, it could any kind of mix could have happened. Uh, but I think for me, I'm so satisfied that Trevor won. I thought I think she played a masterful game. Uh, I think Chloe winning would have been great too. I think Courtney, you know, I put him at number one on my list. Right. So uh, yeah, I, I I would have been happy with any of them, but I'm very happy that Delisa won. I agree. It was a, it was a she robbed she robbed me. She robbed. She me. did. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, I mean, now hindsight twenty twenty, you're like, well, she has a baby on the way. It's perfect. You know, it's yeah. kind of uh, yeah. a silver lining. But looking back, and like I said, hindsight being twenty twenty, would you have chosen to enter the circle as Lee Swift or as a catfish, as a type of river? Because, like you had mentioned, you were playing the game as yourself just in the past. Would do you think if you had played it just like 
Lee Swift, do you think you'd have the same result or even a better result? Well, you know, seeing how everybody embraced John, which is a very similar person to me. I mean, there's differences, but, you know, he's older. He's been in a long-term relationship, you know, that kind of thing. I think maybe, but it would have been a completely different kind of game. And I'll be honest, it was a lot of fun because you're kind of on the edge of your seat all the time. I'm going to be unmasked. I'm going to be found out. Yeah. <laughs> and so that made that kind of fun, you know, as, as opposed to if you were playing yourself, you don't have that that kind of feeling anyway. Other feelings, I'm sure. Uh, but I will tell you, if they ever asked me to come back, I would do it again. And if they, you know, I would, I would probably say, "Hey, can I be myself?" They probably would say no. Now that everyone knows on the you show, are, right? They, you know, yeah. So I and and it probably strategically it would be dumb because then I'd have this big target on my back. You know, thinking <laughs> of other um, other shows. You know, that when when they have. Um, former players come back but yeah i would go back in in the heartbeat but i would not change going in this river because i had so much fun um and i don't know that i would have won even as lee but uh, you know it's a good question though yeah it's funny you say like target on the back because they've been on a prior netflix show i mean chloe well i had it by this much you know so like and right i feel like someone like chloe and her personality and just like who she is and it was almost a dead giveaway that there's no way she could have been a catfish, in my opinion. Like, I was kind of like thinking in the eyes of you guys in that point. I was like, you have to think this is really Chloe, just by the way she texts, even. <laughs> you know what's funny? I had watched Too Hot to Handle, and I had, through the whole game, I never put her, I forgot. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I should have known, but I totally forgot that she was on the show. And that first picture kind of, she looks a little different, you know, yeah. it's a little more, you know, completely different kind of vibe. Right. Um, and so I did not put two and two. I know uh, Delisa, AKA Trevor, and I forgot uh, Savannah figured her out and, and two or three others, um, which to me would have, if, if I had known, I probably would have not pulled her in so close thinking I need to get rid of her because she's already, you know, a, a known person. But because she, Courtney, and I were all on the bottom for that first ranking, I was like, grab, grab all everybody that's on the bottom, and let's uh, let's form this thing. And we got all the way, so it's it worked. Cool. It worked. And like <clears throat> talking about being on the edge of your seat because like you're going to be found out. You were the first person visited by the first person that was blocked. Like, like if I remember season one. I think the first time someone visited a catfish, they right away said, like, don't expect to be playing with the people you think you're playing with. Like, were you like, oh, God, is Brian going to like find me out? Is he going to kind of out me a little bit? Like, were you worried at all when that first message came through after Brian had left the circle? Well, the meeting with Brian, it was about an hour long. And we just, I mean, we have bonded. Uh, we're very tight. He's one of my besties for sure. I, I adored the guy. Mm. Uh, and in fact, he and I, for I think it's, I won't say what it is. It's some sort of uh, award show that he and I are going to get to present together. But we are just, uh, we're just very close. When his message came out, and I don't remember if they aired the whole thing, to be honest. But he said, in his statement, he said, and if you're playing as yourself or not playing as yourself, just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, <laughs> I remember that morning going, oh, why did you say that? Now I can't say that you came to see me. And right. I wanted to. But I was like, it's t it would 
put off alarm bells. So I was like, no, I'm not going to say it, you know. And because uh, I think everybody was so hyper focused on everything. If I'd said, oh, yeah, you came to see me, they'd all be like, oh, catfish. Yeah. why did you say that? Catfish. Yeah, so I did. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. What, like, what would you say then? You know, you, you've got these great friendships that hopefully will continue to last. You have incredible experiences that are happening post the circle. But what would you say was your favorite memory uh, or takeaway from the circle? And then, like, what was the biggest lesson that you've learned from this experience? I'll start with the last question first. Uh, lesson is I, I have really dove headfirst in to social media. I I realized the potential that it has. It's a tool that can be, you know, can be used as a weapon, but it's really a tool that can be used to really help people. I mean, if I, as 13 year old Lee in West Texas, gay, feeling completely alone and isolated and afraid of everything and afraid of being exposed and somebody finding out I'm gay, if, if social media had existed, I would have been able to connect and find out, hey, you're not alone. There's a whole world out there. And and, and not just gay, it's all kinds. Of, we're all oddballs, really. Right. At the heart of us, we all <laughs> feel we all feel weird and a little different. And so Absolutely. it gives us a chance. It gives us a chance to connect and feel some humanity and, and a safe space, you know, to do that in. So I've I've gone in head first. The, the biggest uh, thing that I love is all these wonderful people that are now friends. I mean, you know, they're all in their 20s. Well, there's some in their 30s, but they're, I mean, I adore these guys. And I, I think it's going to be amazing the things that they're already accomplishing, but the things they're going to accomplish, they're, they're not done. They're, they're amazing. Mitchell, Kat, uh, Delisa, Savannah, Courtney, Bryant, uh, Jack, Lisa, I'm going to call them all. Terralisha, did I miss anybody? I think I got them all. I think so. I think I got everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I need to have a list because I, I mean they're just all amazing. <laughs> Gotta have the uh, the amazing storm clouds list. and the ducks and everything again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I need to do that. I need to do it. Yeah, I love that. And what, like, I guess now that you've told everyone that they are casting for season, oh, Chloe, three. Chloe, oh, how can we forget? Chloe. How can we forget? Well, she's she's my Kardashian. I gotta mention yes. her for sure. <laughs> but I guess sorry, sorry. No, no. As as we've as we're looking to future uh, seasons of the Circle, they're casting right now. What advice would you give to any future contestants going into the Circle? Um, if you're going in, you better have your plan. You bet, and you better be willing to adjust your plan because it's going to be more intense than you think. Uh, I've talked to Court, I've talked to Courtney and uh, several of them, and it was much more intense than we realized. Uh, we thought, you know, yes, we have downtime, but you're thinking about the game twenty four seven. You yeah. are thinking. I mean, it is, and you think about it. It's a it's a long haul. So just be ready with your plan. Be ready to adjust your plan. Um, and and then be authentic. Even if you're playing a catfish, let yourself be open to finding real connections uh, with people. You know, let the game put the game aside. One of the things that they don't show is some of the chats that you have. Um, it's more personal. People reveal very uh, personal things, and that's why the connections get deeper than you realize. They show a lot of game chat. Right. You know, that's there's a lot of that. 
but there's other chats that are you get to know people and you, you know even if they're playing catfish you know like john i had a john and and river had a conversation and it was about uh relationships and john was giving river advice about that but it was touching you know i mean even though we, we were both catfishing each other right it was it was cool you know i there was there was wisdom behind the things they were saying and it made me feel good so yeah i i like that and i think I would be remiss not to bring this up with the OG Catfish, right? There's a very popular show on MTV called Catfish that kind of sheds light more specifically on the dangers and the fears of online dating of someone you don't know or you haven't met. And I think like we saw a little bit of that with Chloe and Trevor. I mean, obviously not to the extent that we would see on the Catfish show, but do you think there is a connect between like the show on Netflix, The Circle, that kind of shines light on maybe the dangers of like bad catfishing, we'll say? You know, I love that show Catfish. I think it's, uh, it, it, it is again doing something I think that's very positive, which is it's it's a warning be careful you know there there are there are people out there that are for whatever reason some of the people if you notice on that show uh which i think is a great show will it's because they're broken that they're mm-hmm. catfishing you know that right it, it's a guy playing as a girl because you know they they don't feel like they can connect with other men and so they can connect as a woman and and all kinds of things they they, they don't feel attractive um but it does, it is kind of that warning bell, be careful when you're out there. Uh, but I also think what, the and the circle kind of did that, like you said, with Trevor and Chloe, you know, Trevor was actually a, a woman. And so it kind of shows a little bit how your heart can get broken and you can be deceived. But I think what it does too, is says there is still inside all the murkiness that can happen online, you can find real true honest connections and just be aware you know and i think that show catfish says make sure you can meet in real life make sure you can see some uh, pictures videos not just stills have a video chat you know that kind of thing right so i think um i think the two of them it's kind of i never thought about putting those two together but it's kind of a great uh combination of those two shows showing what uh, social media can the 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 harm it can do, but also the good it can do. I agree. Yeah. And and it's interesting how I think the circle is a little bit more lighthearted on that. I think because it's at the end of the day, it's a game show. You're going after $100,000. You know, like you actually see, like I, we watched you play that person. We didn't like anticipate a reveal of you. I think that's like the, like the lighter hearted side of a catfish. Like we knew it was a catfish the whole time. Yeah, and I think all the players going in know there's going to be some catfish. So, right. you know, you're signing up for this. You know, even in season one, they knew that. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a whole different kind of thing. When somebody is playing with somebody's emotions and heart and, you know, trying to create a, a relationship, you know, and get them to buy into that, uh, you know, that's, that can do real harm. So I think, um, uh, yeah, I think both shows are incredible, actually. Mm-hmm. I love that show. I think... I think the host, in fact, if if I remember right, and I can't remember his name, unfortunately, Neve. but I think he was cat. That's it. Yes, he was catfished, and that's why this all he created the show. So exactly. I, mean, I think it's, I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. I, I, 
I would I would love to go on that show with him and 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 go find a catfish. That would be, be that would be that. a dynamic duo. I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, a, a catfish on the circle goes on catfish. I think that would be fun. I love it. I yeah. love it. So, so I guess this is a perfect segue to this next question. Maybe this is part of your post-circle career, but you know what? what's next for Lee? Like what's next for you after kind of maybe the dust begins to settle and it hasn't yet, but it, w- you know, it, it will. What's next? Like what's next in line for you? Well, I want to use this platform, Netflix, The Circle, Studio Lambert has given me to try to help help people, inspire people if I can. Um, that's the most important thing to me. Um, as far as career-wise, I mean, I think I'm going to try to maintain being an influencer because I, <laughs> I think that helps helps in that in that realm. If I can, you know, shed some positivity into the world, I want to do that. Um, but I also, you know, screenplays and plays, I think I'm going to move back into that realm. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure time-wise I can write. A novel is a different kind of commitment. It's a huge commitment to write anything. Right. But a novel is a different kind of commitment because, you know, you got a, a lot of words you got to get on. And you are the set director, the casting director, the uh, everything. You're creating the world from scratch. So... Um, I probably will go back to that, especially more Victi blood, because I love that world. Uh, but I think I'm going to move more into uh, screenplays and plays, honestly. And and then any 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 reality TV wants to call me, as long as it's not a dating show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I I I am interested in uh, in in being part of uh, part of television entertainment. And, I love that. And movies. And I, I love and I, I love that world. Right. And I think, I think you had maybe thought like your social media would have, you would have, I guess, increased the following would have increased during the show after the show, but did you think it would, it blew up, it would have blown up to the level that it is, or it kind of just kind of took you by surprise. Uh, it totally took me by surprise. I did think it would grow just because of the exposure. You know, right. I mean, Netflix is the number one streaming platform in the world, and right. and The Circle is a huge show. Uh, but I really didn't know that what I did. Uh, first of all, I didn't know how long I would last. You know, I thought I might go in and be the first guy out. You know, right. and so I wasn't sure about that. But I was lucky enough to last as long as I did. And then it was just the amount of love that I'm getting from people is just amazing. And so, yeah, I, I thought I would get maybe four or 5,000 people following me on Instagram, you know, and, uh, and I was going to be happy with that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it zipped past that really fast. <laughs> yeah. Overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one day, I think the day after the finale, I got 15,000, new followers you know so i was like what (laughs) did you did you you had the notifications turned off just in case right or did your phone just like blow up well i didn't know how to turn off the notifications (laughs) at first but now i now i do now i know (laughs) oh that is too funny and like it brings up a really interesting point in how like you've you've talked a lot about like how you know six months ago you were nowhere near the social media type of person that you are today and and we had a guest on the show a while back. She's a dear friend of the program, Christine Snaps. She blew up on TikTok from one video. And now she has 4 million followers, like 5 million on TikTok, almost, almost a million on Instagram. 
but her biggest advice to people isn't like how to go viral. It isn't like, this is how you, this is the, this is the formula. It's don't waste social media. That was a tip that she got a while back. And I think that is such a like interesting aspect because whether you have 2000 followers or 200,000 or 2 million, right? Like I w- if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't be talking today. I wouldn't have reached out to you on Instagram, right? And we wouldn't be able to do this great show. Same way, like I wouldn't have been able to find the other guests on the show. I think like no matter how big your following is, whether it was 200 three months ago for you or, you know, 2 million, whatever it may be, like finding the right formula on social media, using it for all the right reasons is super important. For me, the advice would be, understand if you have 200 people reach out to them talk to them if you have 200,000 figure out ways to connect now it's harder on the dms i'm reading all i read every dm now i mean i spend hours a day reading the dms can't respond to all of them i try to uh but they are value them their value they look at you and they're looking up to you and if you want to be an influencer, <laughs> you know, and I, I, this is a, this is advice from somebody who's brand new at it. Right. You know, it they matter. They're important. So don't don't let them. You know, don't take them for granted. They 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 mean something, and so give them something that they can grab onto. You want you want forever followers, not just a follower for the moment. Right. So I think you you've got to give them be authentically yourself and connect in the way that whatever that is however you can authentically connect with your followers but remember them they matter that's my big advice 100 i think that's a wonderful advice and we have one final question for you i do want to say this has been an absolute blast getting to chat with you about the show about everything lee but this is this is one I've been like holding in my back pocket because we ask all of our guests this question, and I think it's perfect for you. It gives you kind of maybe a spark for your next project. You still have plenty more to do, plenty more to give to society, and you're like you said, you're just starting on this brand new kind of side career, right? But if you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Wow, that's good. What a great question. Um, honestly, I would write, he did his best because that's what I try to do each and every day. And then hashtag JFTF just for the fun, because <laughs> <laughs> I have to put that in there. That <laughs> because, was the uh, best think... hashtag I've ever seen on that show. <laughs> JFTF. You know, I re- I really do think if all of us will take five minutes, 10 minutes of your day in this busy, crazy day, we're all striving to do better, study, work, chores. And you take five or 10 minutes and say, this, this is my five or 10 minutes. And I'm going to be silly. I'm going to have fun. You know, I'm going to have dessert before dinner. I'm going to listen to my favorite song. I'm going to dance in my bedroom like a crazy person. If we do, if we afford ourselves that each and every day, I think we look back on a year and say, wow, that was actually okay because we give ourselves a chance to lighten up and uh so yeah but yeah he did his best he did his best subtitle hashtag jftf that's that's my <laughs> that's perfect my <laughs> i love it i love it well lee thank you so so much for coming on the show and i again it was an absolute blast to get to chat with you i wish you all the best let's definitely stay connected and if 
if we get to see you again on the circle or any other Netflix show, you know, I'll be there to watch it. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. I've had an absolute blast, Jared. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye now. So a big thank you to the incredible one of a kind Lee Swift for coming on this week's episode. What an absolute iconic interview at least for me i had an absolute blast and i just love his story the most authentic influencer right now just going from absolutely minimal uh minimal social media following to quite literally an influencer as he put it so i absolutely love his authenticity i love his his eagerness to be in this new world that he is in so be sure to go check out lee on Instagram, on all social medias. I'll leave it in the description of this week's podcast. If you have not streamed The Circle, first of all, I'm sorry for all the spoilers, um, but please definitely go check it out. Go check out season one. It's an incredible show. It's easy to watch. You could definitely binge it in one weekend like I did. So big thank you again to Lee. Thank you guys so, so much for the continued support of this show. I simply could not have done it without all of your help, without all of you guys sharing it with your friends, with your coworkers, with your mom, with your dad, with whoever you have shared it with. Thank you guys so, so much. It means the world to me. If you like what you're hearing and if you want to see some snippets of Lee on our Instagram, be sure to go follow us at normalguylazyeye. Thank you guys again, and I will see you all next week.